If you've been wishing, hoping, and dreaming about taking your business from six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six figures to seven figures, then I want to make sure you get our new free guide, the multi-six and seven-figure scaling roadmap. Inside the guide, I pull back the curtains and I shared all the strategies that I used and they can help you too. First, they can help you triple your monthly sales. I shared proven strategies with you that led to a 3x increase in my monthly sales. Second, I show you exactly how to crush your limiting beliefs. Say goodbye to doubts like, you can't charge that much and there aren't enough ideal clients for you too. Third, how to only work with ideal clients. I show you how to become the go-to expert and attract only the perfect clients and referrals. And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from $8,000 per month, for example, to $20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Double Your Sales, your resources to selling strategies, tips, and best practices to take your performance to the next level. There's no reason you can't double your sales. So let's get to it with your sales coach, Ursula Menches. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Double Your Sales Now, where you learn all the tips, the mindset shifts, tools, and strategies to two times your sales in any niche. I'm your host, Ursula Minchis, and I cannot wait to dive into today's show. Excited to introduce you to Deanna Nunez. She's, we've, we've been in lots of different circles. She's a dear friend. She lives across the country now, so I get to keep up with her wild, amazing, cool life on Facebook. So, Deanna, I want to welcome you to the show today. Thank you so much for having me. My wild, cool, crazy life. I like that. Yes. Well, you're, last time I think I looked, you were in Hawaii. I think you said you were just in Mexico. You've been all over. So <laughs> I know lots of our listeners would love that life. I know there's upside and downside of that, but we'll talk about that. So let me tell everyone, I want to tell the listeners about you because you have such a cool background. So Deanna is the Vital Mind Coach, sharing high-performance formulas to entrepreneurs, achievers, and business organizations. Whether she's edutaining you in her keynote or working with you in her private coaching practice, her goal is to illuminate your focus, purpose, and leadership mindset. Deanna is a certified clinical hypnotherapist, certified coach, trainer, and seasoned leader from the stage for 20 years. She's authored two books, reached the top 10 most read list on active.com, and introduced over 200,000 people to the miracle of mindset change through self-hypnosis. Deanna herself has completed 30 full marathons practicing the vital mind training she teaches and has been invited by the U.S. Marine Corps to train and entertain the troops in the U.S. and throughout Asia. Thank you, by the way, for doing that and serving in that way. It's so amazing. She loves to travel but lives in sunny San Diego. I'm not jealous at all. With her husband and two youngest kids who are super adorable and her eldest is a firefighter who they consider the family hero. Ah, I just love it. Deanna, (laughs) I am so excited to dig in. And there's so, you know, I want, I hope you talk about some of the the background you have with the different stages you've been on because you, you've been all over the world, but let's, let's start at the beginning. Okay. So when you launched your hypnotic business back in the day. I think was that the yeah. first business? 1997. Okay. Mm-hmm. 1997. What, if any, limiting beliefs did you have about sales, <laughs> about business, about that world? Like, go way back, 1997. What What were your beliefs then, the limiting oh, beliefs? Well, prior to 1997, I think I was just a complete hot mess. So I started <laughs> with tons of limiting beliefs. 
So, you know, I just, when I was a little girl, I used to visualize myself on stage and I just knew I was going to be up there on some capacity. And I didn't, I really didn't know how to dance very well. I mean, I can dance like club dancing, but I wasn't a trained dancer. And right. my singing voice is, is really not very good, but I, and I'm not a good actress. So, you know, what do you do on stage? I guess I could have been a comedian, but I'm not that funny either. So stage hypnosis, it just, I, I was dating a guy back when I was a single mom. I was dating a guy that was a stage hypnotist and that's what introduced me to hypnosis. And I saw his shows and I just thought, I don't, you know, it's just one of those things. It's almost like a Las Vegas blinking light that says, do this, you know, with a big arrow. I just knew I could do it. And, but, but this is the thing. I was completely freaked out of the microphone. I was completely scared to get in front of an audience. I felt like I could stand up there and look pretty, but if something came out of my mouth, I would look like a complete idiot. So I had a lot of limiting beliefs about myself. So I would say to answer your question, did you have any? Yeah, the list was a hundred long, but I would say the biggest thing was just my own worthiness. Like, am I worthy of being up there? So my mind said yes, but then there's that other part of our mind, you know, that's the conflicting part that goes, are you crazy? Why? What makes you think you could do that? So that was the hump, you know, that I needed to get over. But I think what was so motivating was just that sparkly light that said, yes, you can do this. And that drew me so much that I was motivated to overcome those other things. So the the desire was greater than the limiting belief at some point, at some level. So cool and so interesting. So so the stage hypnosis, so... I've seen it. I've been blown away. I've been in audiences, and I haven't been hypnotized yet. So don't hypnotize me on the show because i got to finish the show. But you have to give us a picture, like, how cool that must have been. I always thought, oh, my gosh, I wish I could do that. I wish I could hypnotize people. And you've done it. I know you've, you've done it at theme parks. You've done it, you know, all over the world. Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, so we're talking about like there's been, I've done street hypnosis where I, at the Minnesota State Fair, they have, oh. I did, I mean, I did the Minnesota State Fair for, I think nine, nine or 10 years I had a contract. And each year I had to renew that contract, which is part of the sales process and awesome. Um, but I, they have these, uh, every TV station has their setup at the Minnesota State Fair during that 10 days. And right. so I would go in the mornings to promote my show for the evening and I would do live news. And so, and I would also do live, do radio. And so they had me in all kinds of <laughs> precarious positions to just you know, like, okay, go do this. And they throw you out there, you know, and you've got, you've got three minutes to be amazing. And you're hypnotizing people that just walked up and they're like, you know, volunteering. Okay, I'll be hypnotized. So there's a lot of off the cuff improvisation that you've just got to be on, you know, so those things taught me a lot about turning on that energy and you've got to do it now. There's no retakes, you know? (laughs) So, uh, yeah, you know, hypnosis is an interesting thing because the way it's perceived on stage, I think depending upon what show you're watching, it makes these impressions on people. And a lot of times people have these ideals that hypnosis is controlling or whether it's fake or real and, you know, people don't know, or is it, is it against my religious beliefs? There's a lot of, you know, 
sort of negative, I think, ideals to what hypnosis actually is. And really, truly, let's just put it to rest. Hypnosis is just a state of mind that all of us can tap into. And it's powerful. In no way is it controlling. It is about you tapping into what I like to call your vital mind, because it's the part of your mind where you don't question yourself. And that's amazing because how often do we get stuck in our monkey mind where we're going, can I do this? Can I not do this? Can I, you know, am I, and even with sales process, it's like that part of your mind that's, that tells you you can't, or you have, it's your analytical critical mind that's stopping you from what really is possible. And when you're in hypnosis, you do not question your possibilities. And I think that's just amazing. Like, why would you not want to be in that state of mind? So I like to portray it that way on stage and all the stage shows I've done. No one has ever clucked like a chicken. That is the last thing from my mind. I want it to be empowering, not disempowering. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's an amazing, amazing state that you can use for many things. I know. So, oh my gosh, so many thoughts. And I think I love that you're dispelling the myth about what hypnosis is. I love that you call it vital mind. At the end, before we wrap up the call, we're going to give you the opportunity to teach us a little bit, to give us some yummy things that I know you have some next steps for us as well. I wish you were coming back to the Minnesota State Fair. That's one of my favorite fairs in the whole world. But I know are you, I know you're coming to Minnesota at some point. Is it to do a show or is it for something else? Yeah. So I just booked a presentation with a company that I worked with few years back and I'm doing their big company Christmas party in January. Well, I should say holiday, holiday party. So (laughs) it's up in St. Cloud. So I will be there and I'll be there for your conference as well. I know. I'm excited about that. Okay, cool. Okay. Well, we're going to have to keep talking. I I was thinking if you were doing a public well, maybe you will. Maybe you'll have to put something else on the calendar. I know. But I, the thing is, a lot of times my shows and my presentations are for a private organization. And, right. you know, the, the fairs were an excellent way to really be in the public. And I did the fairs for a good decade. And like all the big state fairs across the country. And some of those audience were, you know, they were 10,000 people at the, at the Calgary Stampede. That was amazing. So, you know, like you have that little moment, like I shared when I was a little kid, I could picture myself up on stage, but I didn't know how that was going to happen. At the Calgary Stampede, I remember this one moment where I was, it was all in slow motion, Ursula. It was so crazy. It was like there was like a cartoon where everything slows down and there's little stars, you know, all around. (laughs) I was walking out on stage and they're introducing me and the crowd's going wild and there was just a sea of people. And it all slowed down to where I could actually grasp it. And I went, oh my gosh, this is the exact moment I pictured. And I want to like almost get choked up thinking about it. And the hair stands on my neck just talking about it. It's like that was a vision I had. And there I was. And how the heck I got there was not me. (laughs) I mean, it was bigger than me, you know? So when we allow ourselves to just do again, like from live from that vital mind, we can do amazing things and fulfill, you know, a purpose within ourselves that we don't even realize is part of us. So it's it's cool. It's cool. We have to all follow that. I want you to dig. So when you, when you doubled your sales for the first time or whatever that looked like in Mm -hmm. your first business, maybe it was that moment. Maybe it was another moment. I don't know if you remember exactly when like things really started to take off. And then after that moment, what did you believe about sales and selling and business then and yourself, I guess, because you said that was one of your limiting beliefs. Yeah, huge. I've had so many self-esteem challenges, really. And it's, I think people would have a, 
I don't know that they always believe me when I say that. We don't believe that. We don't believe that at all. (laughs) I know. They see me on stage and I look all confident. And I think that parts of me are super confident. But I really came from a background of really tumultuous teenage years. And so that that started to create a default in me that really lowered my self-esteem. And so I've used hypnosis to overcome that. And I, and I still practice it. I think it's something that there was so many, uh, really challenging moments that I put myself in, like self-sabotaging moments as a teenager, like drugs, alcohol, just really low, <laughs> not, and I giggle because it's like crazy to think that I'm the same person, but those moments created such a, just a sense of, no worthiness at all that to overcome that is really big. And so I continue to practice it like a yoga teacher would continue to practice or a karate master is never going to stop practicing karate. So for me, practicing self-hypnosis is me continually going, yes, I want this other life. Yes, this is me. I stand tall. You know, so it's, it's a concept. It's not like it just goes away, but it, it is, I am creating a new default. So when I think about when I made that big step of doubling the sales, it happened many times. My first sale was, I think, a $350 show. And I thought that was big time. <laughs> I was like, yes, <laughs> you mean I get to go entertain people and get up there and be silly and get paid? Right? That's crazy. So that was huge. And then, you know, obviously it just kept doubling and doubling and doubling and doubling. So when I think about that, the one, the one that really stands out in my mind was my very first huge, huge corporate show. And it really tested me because at that point I'd already been on lots of big stages. And I think that was the only reason I had, you know, the belief that, ooh, I could even go for those bigger presentations in a corporate market. I showed up and it was entire, it was about 5,000 people at the Marriott ballroom, like the biggest ballroom in San Diego. And it was for EMC Squared, big technology company. And it was their big annual awards and people were getting bonus checks that I know was bigger than my pay. And I thought, oh my gosh, I didn't ask for enough money. (laughs) But I did ask for way more than I had ever asked for before. So I was super excited to be there. But I remember that real like big intimidating feeling of, okay, wow, this is sort of big time. In my mind, it was, it was really big time. And I felt so proud of myself, but really scared. And so I think that it's important to understand that there is the confidence comes after you might do your big sale, not before. And I think so many people wait until they're confident to ask for that sale. One of the things that I always tell my clients is like desire, courage, action used to be like these principles that I lived by. But then I realized I had them backwards and it needed to be desire, action, courage, not desire, courage, action. Because if you wait until you have the courage to take the action, you might be waiting yeah. a really long time. <laughs> you know? Wow. You, right. You might be like really old by the time you think you have the courage. So you just got to throw it out there. And then you'll realize your confidence grows after the fact, not before. And I have to say that is the biggest thing that even got me on the stage in the first place is... You know, I was like, oh, I'm not worthy. Oh, you know, (laughs) all of these things that will go through your head, man, they really can stop you in your tracks. And so you just got to go for it. And then afterwards is when your confidence grows and you go, oh, I could do that. Oh, I did that. You know, and then you move on to the next thing. So I think it's the same thing with doubling your sales. 
Just Say that again, it. the order. So you said. Yeah. So it's desire, action, courage. Desire, action, courage. It's so true. Ooh, that's a big one. That is so, I want everyone who's listening to really take that in because you're, you're so right. Like we, we gain courage every time we take that step. I think Ellen Roosevelt kind of talked about that. Like you, you get courage every time you face those big things. And yeah. I never thought about it in that way. You're absolutely right. And you gotta, you gotta keep stepping into it and stepping into it and stepping into it. And I think fear stops so many people. I it mean, does. it just stops us. And so, I know we talked a little bit about this, but so we talked about the sales beliefs and I want to go back to the limiting belief about self. So if I don't know if that was, I think you said that was kind of your number one limiting belief or that number Absolutely. one piece of believing in you. And we <laughs> yeah. have so many people listening who I know can relate to that. They might feel like, you know, they don't deserve it. They're never going to deserve it. I love that you shared your background and, you know, what you've been through because so many people can say, well, this is what I went through, so I'm never going to deserve it. So how did you get through that? Because literally, I mean, if you haven't seen Deanna, you're going to have to go to her Facebook page. She is gorgeous. She's amazing. You can hear how inspiring she is. So it's easy to look at you and think, oh, my gosh, you must have always been this confident and just ready to go. But, yeah, so tell us about how did you shift that limiting belief about self? Do you have an affirmation that you use? Like, how did you go through the self-hypnosis? Tell us more. I don't think it's one thing. I think it's continuous action in that belief. So the way that I, I love visualization and I think it can work for us and work against us. And I, because our, our subconscious mind is a series of pictures and those series of pictures can get us really stuck in those stories that go with that picture. Emotions are so strong as part of our subconscious mind and those are attached to pictures. And so for me, to get over that, I started to picture myself as just a brilliant light. I, I feel like there's this field of black coal and amongst that black coal is one little tiny, tiny speck of bright light. And what happens is if you get closer and pick up that light, it expands. And now you're focusing on the light instead of focusing on the darkness. And that's how I'd see myself is I just knew that bigger than me is like, God, spirit, however you want to refer to that. I have become much more spiritual over the years, but I just really feel that that I am deserving because spirit tells me that I am. And wh- of course, I was not made to play small. I was not made to sit here in my little hovel and tell myself that I'm unworthy. I think that's just a very unfair thing to do to yourself. And we've got to believe and we've got to breathe life into what you can be. And I just think, and there's just more breath always. I mean, what I can be now is different from what I thought I could be 20 years ago. And so that, and that just grows the more you breathe life into that. And and again, going back to living in your vital mind, when you're in that vital mind is where all of your beliefs just continue to expand and grow. I, I remember the first time that I signed up for a marathon. The only reason I did it is because I was coaching women across the country to be healthy and fit. And I wasn't a runner. And one of my own coaching clients said, let's do a marathon. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I just had to say, okay, because she wanted to do it. And I thought, <laughs> okay, I got to figure this out because I'm the leader. And it here I was already in a space where I was telling these women, you guys, we've got to grow our belief systems. We've got to change our labels of how we view our bodies. And you know, how have you viewed your body up to this point? It's time to expand and change that. And so I'm pushing them to do that themselves. So when someone says, let's run a marathon, I felt like I was compelled to say yes. And she was talking about a half marathon. And in my mind, I thought, no, you have to do a full marathon because you're the leader. Like if you've got to show them that you yourself believe you, 
<laughs> what you're preaching, you know? And so I signed up for a full marathon and I did, wasn't even a runner. So I spent an entire year becoming a runner and, and I knew that that needed to be, I needed to believe I was that person. And so it went through this whole process of, well, I'm not really a runner. Everybody else is, you know, if you go to a, <laughs> my first right. race was it was a 10 K and I, oh. I remember thinking, well, they're all runners and I'm just sort of faking it. And so I wasn't there yet. Right. My belief system wasn't there yet. <laughs> and so then I do another, then I did a half marathon and they were again, the whole field of people, they're all runners. I'm just sort of faking it. And I was doing it, doing it. And then I suddenly realized, like, Deanna, you're actually doing this. You're doing it. And I think that for the people listening at home, if you're making sales calls, you're working your business, you're doing it. You're there now. That is you. So you can really bring that future self into right now. And so I started realizing, okay, I can finish this dang thing. And <laughs> and my very first marathon, there was literally at mile 20, I remember the moment I started choking up and, and crying because I knew I was going to finish this thing. And it was such a huge thing because I knew what I was actually overcoming was all my limiting beliefs and all the stuff from childhood, all these damaging things I did to myself as a teenager. It all came like a weight on my shoulders at mile 20. And I just thought, I got to dump this thing right now. This is not, this stuff on my shoulders is not worthy of crossing the finish line with me. It's, it needs to stay here because I'm finishing light, strong, powerful, confident, not with this bull. And you can, I don't know if I can cuss on your podcast, but <laughs> the, the bullshit that I've been carrying around was not worthy of going across the finish line with me. And so I literally pictured myself. I use visualization all the time. I pictured myself dumping it. And I even kept running and looked back as if it was like a pile of crap that I left there. Wow. And I was like, yeah, no, that's not going with me across this finish line. And my, my run buddy got worried. She goes, she thought I was crying because I was falling apart, you know, and I'm like, no, this is a good moment. This is it. So I think, you know, overcoming those limiting beliefs, like you just need to be in the action of it. And, and going back to what we were saying, desire, action, courage, just like have whatever your desire is, just start doing it and don't stop. Don't let that fear overcome you because it's not real. The fear is just made up in your mind, a bunch of limited stuff that's not really real. And just as you push through it, you'll see that it wasn't real two steps down the road. It's literally right in front of you. So, you know, I think that overcoming all these limiting beliefs and they're still happening. You know, every time I get into a new, a new position, because I don't want to stay in my comfort zone. You know, like my comfort zone became what I created with my business with HypnoChick. I got really comfortable being HypnoChick. And then I'm like, I felt like I started hitting me, hitting my head on the ceiling, you know, and I was like, okay, I need to do something else. I need to grow. I need to expand. And then I started feeling all scared all over again. And then I have to listen and practice what I preach and, you know, keep doing it. So I think for any of us, don't think that we have it figured out and you don't. It's, it is a matter of, of believing in, in what's not current, what's not actually there and yeah. believing in the intangibles, right? And before you know it, you take an action in that space and then it becomes reality. So that's wow. my one answer. <laughs> I love it. Well, I mean, that's, a, I mean, it's a great, I mean, part of what you're sharing is to be in the work, be in the work of you and yeah, letting go that. of your limiting beliefs, whatever, whatever that looks like. And we talk a lot about that on the show is like the biggest thing 
you know, to work on in your business isn't your business, it's you. Because if you can work on you and bless through the limiting belief, the rest is just strategy, right? And we yeah, can get that yeah. just in many, many different places. So, all right, we got to keep going. I have so many things I want to ask you. All right, Deanna, thank you for sharing that. That was huge. I know people are going to probably have to listen to that part again. What I'm curious about, and I know what our listeners love to hear, is, you know, in both of your businesses or all the businesses, you've had different, you know, your brand has evolved Brands, many yeah. times. What are the top two sales strategies that you've used that have made the biggest impact on your business? So I would have to say going back to visualization is, is number one. And I'll have to tell you that this comes from an experience I had running marathons. So when I stand this, after I ran about, I don't know, seven or eight marathons, I started to realize that a lot of people use negative language, even at the start line. And think about how this is a metaphor towards your sales process. There's people at the start line and, and again, influences all around us all the time. And you cannot let other people influence your mind. So I would hear people say, well, here we go. Oh my gosh. I can't believe I'm going to run 26 miles and I hope I finish. <laughs> and, you know, then they're like, I hope I don't die. I mean, they oh, say gosh. things. <laughs> they do. They say all kinds of limiting words. And you're, I always say, be careful what you say because your subconscious is always listening. And our subconscious is our programming. When our subconscious is programmed right, we get amazing results. <laughs> when our subconscious is programmed in our limiting beliefs, we keep staying on the hamster wheel, going round and round and round and wondering why we're not getting anywhere. And so the first thing is just to change the way your subconscious perceives information. So I like to use visualization. So when I'm at a start line of a marathon, I'm already picturing myself at the finish line. I'm already know with 100% belief that I will be there and that I am seeing myself cross that finish line with a smile, with mm -hmm. a smile. That is so important. And so <laughs> I visualize how I want the experience to be. So what is it going to be like for us to be working together? So I'm in the sales process and I'm already thinking of, wow, what's our, what's it going to be like for us to be interacting? And for me to be really working with this person. So if it's one-on-one, -on -one, I think about all of the awesomeness that we're going to uncover, like all of the facilitation that's going to happen that I get to help them uncover their limiting beliefs. And I can, Ursula, there's nothing that makes me more excited than this type of work, this letting go of limiting beliefs, because I've been there at the lowest of the low and it is my purpose and I feel like I feel like I had those experiences so that I could be more empathetic and compassionate with people that have those experiences. Because if I was like, you know, the straight A student that things just came easy to me in high school and then I became, you know, leader of the debate team and like a lot of people have these really amazing and I and good for them. Mine was the opposite. I was like smoking under the bleachers in high school <laughs> and, uh -huh. you know, ditching PE. I was <laughs> I was the total like loser chick, you know, and and I don't want to be a loser. I want to be the winner of my life. So that means that I have that empathy and compassion for those other people that have had things that they think are holding them back. Because we all have things that we're like, but there's this and there's that. And we, we make up these stories around why we can't be who we are or, you know, sell what we're selling. So to visualize how I'm going to help them really get in their flow, that is number one strategy. So I'm already like, I'm jumping over the hump, right? I already see them in that space with me. And, and the same with a presentation, if I'm selling a presentation. So the number two would be to really seek to understand their needs. 
And that has been a really challenging thing for me because as you hear me ramble on, I'm a talker. And so to listen, <laughs> to mm. listen is a new skill set. And new as in, I would say that just the last decade of doing more, I became an NLP practitioner 10 years ago and a coach. And so at that point is when I started realizing like, wow, I talk too much and I need to listen more because I'm not going to help my clients if I'm always just shoving what I think they need on them. What I need to do is listen to what they're asking for. And so in the sales process, and I learned this from you too, in the sales process, they're telling you what, how to sell them. They're telling you what they need. And if you're, what you're offering, your services, your products can fulfill that need, then it's a match made in heaven. No problem, right? It's totally a pleasure having that conversation. So those are my two, two top strategies. Visualization. Visualization to to understand their needs. Yes. Beautiful. Oh, those, I hope people are writing them down. They're so brilliant. Okay, cool. All right. So we want to make sure, and we have some, a little bit of time left. And I know you are the vital mind coach. You're an expert in NLP, hypnosis, self-hypnosis, so many things. Please share two to three strategies. Like what are some takeaways that you could gift to our listeners um, that they could, or some tools or something that they could use to help themselves? I mean, you've already given so much, but maybe there's a few more things you could share with us. Yeah, I love this. I think energy really matters. Your energy matters. And so there's things that I do before I get on stage. I always do push-ups backstage before I do any presentation. And I, if I'm a dress and heels, I still do push-ups. And it's not because I'm like some American Ninja Warrior chick. It's just because it actually gets me in my body, right? Like if you, if you feel nervous. So I think energy really, really matters. And the energy you bring to a sales conversation is really important. And so I think that um, affirmations are fantastic, but I do think that people often use them in an unbeneficial way. So let's say that your affirmation is, I'm going to close this sale, right? I am closing this sale. Well, you might not believe yourself when you say that as an affirmation. And so I like to teach how to use bridge words. So let's think of it like this. If a woman wants to, let's say she wants to drop 50 pounds, and that's a considerable amount of weight that will take some time and continual practice with good habits to get there. And then, of course, to maintain it, you need to continue those habits. So if she looks in the mirror and says, I'm at my ideal and perfect weight, she may not believe herself because her subconscious would go, no, you're not, right? Because it doesn't believe her. Right. So the way to overcome that is to use bridge words. So there's two, and I want everybody to write these down, choosing and learning. So now if you go, I am choosing to be at my ideal and perfect weight. I am learning to be at my perfect and ideal weight. Now your subconscious will accept that suggestion. It's not going to kick it out. And it's the same thing with a sales conversation. If you go before you're getting your energy all up and you're like pumping yourself up before you get on the phone or before you sit down in front of someone and you might use affirmations, instead of saying, I'm closing this sale, say, I am choosing to close the sale. Because when you're choosing, that means now, again, you're going back to seeking to understand. Mm. You are choosing to be in that very clear and confident space that you're in this with them. It allows you to really expand yourself more. I'm choosing to close the sale. Or if you say, I'm learning to close the sale. Again, what do you need to learn to close that sale. So it's different, right? And I think the, yeah. I think affirmations are amazing because I, I do feel like you need to, or consider, I, I don't like using the word need to because it's a procrastinating statement. Many people go, I need to go for a run, but they never do it. So 
right. instead of saying me too, I consider that affirmations can be a really great way of setting yourself up for the right energy before you get into sales sales conversation. And then within that, those affirmations, use bridge words, choosing and learning. So whatever affirmation you come up with, start with I am and then put in choosing or learning and then finish your affirmation. So that's oh, my number okay. one tip. Okay. And then my, my second one would be this awesome brain hack that I call the motivator brain hack. And I do this all the time. This is what actually gets me out of bed. So for like, for instance, I went out for a run at 545 this morning and I, it was, a, I went on a five mile run with a girlfriend and what gets me out of bed is one, my, I know I set the appointment with my girlfriend, <laughs> so I can't not show right. up, right? But number two is this is always what I do to, to help any of my clients overcome what feels like a procrastinating kind of energy. So when we know we want something, but we feel like it's going to be too difficult to get there, we will procrastinate the heck out of ourselves and not do what we say we want. We have the desire but we haven't taken the action. So let's say I'm laying in bed and, and I don't have my girlfriend calling and I'm trying to motivate myself to go for my run in the morning. What I do is I think about how I'm going to feel after. And that feeling, I bring it into the now. That makes me get out of bed because I want that feeling. So in a, in a sales conversation, how are you going to feel after you've closed the sale? You always know you feel like a million bucks. You feel like a rock star when you've closed a sale. You're like, yes. And so think about that energy in the now moment. So, so what you're doing is you're getting over the hump. That's like your motivating brain hack. How will I feel after? Always ask yourself that question. I love it. So those are my two. And if I had a third... The third and final like strategy that I would include is just pulling back the entire process and looking at your mindset cycle. All of us have triggers, habits, and beliefs, and they work as a cycle in progression. Something triggers us, and then we have a habit that offsets that trigger, and then we have create a belief around it. And so we have this mindset cycle that's constantly happening unconsciously. And I think it's really important for you to take care of yourself and be in a healthy mindset cycle. So I'm a big believer of exercise as part of any, you know, healthy business. If you're not healthy in your body, then your business is going to suffer. So taking care of yourself is a really big part of living in your vital mind and asking yourself, do my habits and beliefs all work for my benefit, or are mm. they working against me? So when we get triggered, we won't be triggered to go eat that cookie in the office. <laughs> like if we don't close a sale and you're like, oh, you get all upset with yourself. And the next thing you know, you're, you know, you're eating out of somebody's candy jar that might be in the desk next to you. <laughs> right. So, so we don't, we, we want our habits and our beliefs to all work for our benefit so that our triggers, we're triggering off good things. So one of the things I have to offer your audience is how to figure out your vital mind cycle. So that's, cool. yeah. Tell us more, tell us more. Okay, so I created this system where you can see these two different models. One is an unhealthy mindset cycle, and you can see how your unconscious beliefs really trigger off bad, nasty habits that actually keep you stuck. And then there's a healthy mindset cycle, which I would refer to as your vital mind, where you can see, oh, well, when I believe this about myself, it triggers off this habit. And it's a good habit. I might tend to then drink more water, keep myself hydrated, I eat healthy foods, I actually want to go out for a walk. You know, you have a healthy mindset cycle. So 
the guidebook that I'm offering to your audience for free is this process so you can figure out and see for yourself, man, how do all of my unconscious systems work together for my benefit? And I feel like that really supports you making more sales is being in your healthy mind. Oh, for sure. That's fantastic. So how and where do we get that? Okay. So I'm offering, uh, there's a link that you can go to DeannaNunez.com, but I'd love to offer you a private link, Ursula, okay. for okay. your audience so that they can get two things. They can get my book, which is called Unshakable Mindset, and it's a PDF download. It's this guidebook that's going to show you what an unhealthy mindset cycle looks like and what a vital mindset cycle looks like. And you can see yourself in it. And it's, Got it. it's so much easier to make changes for yourself when you kind of pull back and see each stage of the cycle. And then to accompany that is a really powerful belief change hypnotherapy session where there's guided visualization and it's very empowering. So just like a golfer, like a, a PGA top golfer is going to visualize before he even steps up to hitting the ball, he's going to visualize where that ball is going to go. Well, this powerful session is the same for you helping you close the sale. You want to be able to visualize what's what, how you want that process to go. And to, to see yourself already working with that client. That's so amazing. And so we'll include that link in the show notes. So if you're looking for awesome. that, it's in the show notes and people will, will keep it up there. And so Deanna, um, in addition, like someone wants to work with you privately or maybe someone wants to book you for their next corporate event, yeah. how would they get in touch with you? You can go to DeannaNunez.com. And I would love to come out and do a presentation. We, we have so much fun. So I still do the comedy hypnosis, but I bring it into a message showing people how you can really use your vital mind, use visionary techniques to close your sales, to double your sales, to really maybe even expand the goals that you've set for yourself. It's all about growing your confidence in that vital mind space. And so we do the funny on stage. I bring people out of the audience and I demonstrate how powerful self-hypnosis is. And I always promise my audiences that if you volunteer to come on stage, that you're going to leave more confident than when you came up there. So the presentations are super fun. But then I also do Vital Mind private training where I work one-on-one -on -one with people. So you can go to DeannaNunez.com. And uh, you can learn more information. Fantastic. Well, Deanna, thank you on so many levels. I love your energy. I love everything you've shared today. I know people took a lot of notes, and I'm sure this will be one of those that people listen to over and over again. So last words, what do you want to say? So this, this might be someone's worst day in business. It might be their best day. But if it's their worst day in business and they're feeling super alone, just in a quick 30 seconds, what's your message for them before we end today? Mm, my favorite mantra is feel the fear, do it anyway. Because I really feel like that fear can stop us, but don't let it. Going back to that desire, action, courage, just know that on the other side of that fear is the most amazing, awesome feeling for your life. And you, I mean, it is that feeling of vitality and abundance. I'm really, I like so turned on about the idea of having vitality because I think it's just so fulfilling and everlasting. And so for those of you listening, turn off that mind that's telling you that you can't. Just tell it to shut the heck up because it's not really you. There's awesomeness available to you. And all you have to do is take one step and you're going to see it's right there. And know that I'm here to support you. Like there's such a tribe around people that will take action. We, we get each other and we get that we fall down, but we get back up. So know that you can fall down. And when you're face, you're flat on your face, you can still get up another time. Thank you. 
Thank you, Deanna. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and for being on the show today. I appreciate you. Thank you, Ursula. I loved it. I could listen to you all day. I'm sure you all could, but we are at the end of our show. I want to thank you all for being part of our family. And, you know, as Deanna said, you're part of her family now, too. So reach out to her, connect with her. Definitely click on her special offer. I know we always want one more thing. So I can't wait to see, you know, what it is and what she's offering. Because there's if you just get one idea or you make one shift, that could be take you to the next level. So totally. definitely check that out. I want to invite you all. We have our the red, the Belief Zone Red Carpet Book Launch coming up on September 13th. It's going to be in Minneapolis. So you'll be seeing information about that. But also um, check out check our website, salescoachnow.com, to see the details. We'd love to have you there. We have sales camps coming up in New Mexico and Minneapolis this year, so check those out as well. We'd love to support you. If there's a place that you'd like to book me to come and speak, you can reach me at Ursula at salescoachnow.com. Or if there's anything that we can do to support you, please reach out. If you haven't grabbed your free download yet, you can go to salescoachnow.com. Scroll down, and you'll find our special our special cool freebie. It's Sales Secrets of the Top 10%. It's our video series. It's great to listen to if you just want to get ramped up for the day and do what you got to do. So from all of us, we just want to say thank you for being here and make this your most epic year yet. Thank you for listening to Double Your Sales. To get even more information to take your sales to the next level, visit us at salescoachnow.com. That's salescoachnow.com. Join us again next week to learn how to double your sales.